Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Listeners, we have something so spectacular this week. I mean, I don't know if this intro is going to do it any type of justice, but I will attempt as I do every week. So, as you can tell, you're getting an extra special episode of the potty on a Monday as opposed to our usual Tuesday release. And that's because we put out the the beacon, the siren for boots on the ground we desperately wanted to find somebody that had any part of a tlc show i mean we were willing to go with someone that just catered a tlc show i mean we were so (laughs) desperate to get some background knowledge we want to get in there we want to find out what's going on and then kate we got a hell of a lot more than that i'll say Oh, also, hi, Kate. Also, hi, hi, by the way. Sorry. Hello, listeners. I'm also here. I'm just sweating and drinking beer. God, I'm sorry. I'm all a tizzy. I'm just all a tizzy for today, and I don't know how to deal with that. Okay, so Kate and I are both sweating profusely because um, it's boiling. Um, But, yeah, it's a big day for Kate and I. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. All the people who could be boots on the ground, mm. this is, like, mm. ideal, I think. It is. Now, listeners, if you remember, a few episodes back, we covered the outstanding TLC show, depending on who you ask, uh, Too Large. And there was someone on that, Kate, that I would say was the standout star. I mean, full-on star. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. clear. Um, Kate does the research because obviously I just turn up, but, um, Kate did the research and discovered and mentioned on our episode of the potty about too large that this breakout star 
had done an expose, had gone in, <laughs> torn apart what goes on behind a TLC show. And Kate was like, we, we need to talk to this person. Like, we have to. So um, yeah. we basically put up smoke signals. We harassed we traveled to georgia we (laughs) we did everything we could to find this person and after harassing him and nearly getting a restraining order we finally (laughs) had a yes that means yes listeners today this very special episode kate and i will be having an in-depth interview with mr Corey phelps Corey, hi Corey. hi how are (laughs) y'all doing Um, I'm just all of a flutter, as I said. I'm all of a flutter. I mean, that intro didn't even begin to touch on. If you guys, I mean, we're going to promote the shit out of everyone's, you know, social. And Corey has a big following. And if you go to his YouTube video, which will plug tons, but um, that does the expose on TLC, there's just so many people that love you and were like, we want you on YouTube. We want you to post more. We want you on everything. So Kate and I will like snatch him up. And then I disappear from social media for like such a long period of time. <laughs> So this you is kind of like the initial fair. step back. You, well, that's just, good. You leave them wanting more, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's very true. That's very true. Um, so thank you so much for coming on our little, little poddy. Um, it means so much to Kate and I. And I know we have a shit ton to get into, don't we, Kate? But We do. But before we can talk about um, anything with TLC, mm. uh, I was actually rewatching your episode recently and i think i counted three britney references in it Uh which immediately drew me to you as a viewer i was like oh my gosh this these are this is my person these are my people so i basically just wanted to like pick your brain a little bit and like have you always been into britney like when you're little like tell me a little bit about that always and forever so Mm. it's crazy that my family would be like uh, they were sideswiped when I was gay, just total <laughs> right shocked. Right. And it's like I would go every I I don't even know what day we would go to sing karaoke at the karaoke bar. Brittany full cho- choreography. <laughs> Oops, I did it again. <laughs> oh, if I could have wow. had red spandex and been on that stage, I would have been in red spandex and a blonde wig on that stage as a little. Mm. Beautiful. You're like, Mom, can I get a yellow snake? No reason. <laughs> <laughs> that one I was not there for. Me and snakes don't get along. Um, no. But literally, even like, can I get a fun little, I don't know, what do they call them? The people on the airline for Toxic? Oh, oh yes. Yeah. The uh, flight attendant's outfit. Oh, can I get one of those, Mom? Amazing. Short skirt and everything. And then oh. you said, by the way... I'm a homosexual. No way. No way. There's no way. Yes. <laughs> blindsided. That's the term my mother used. Blindsided. <laughs> That's brilliant. And it's I like, maybe we need to get your vision checked again. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's funny. Um, okay. So that's how I was too. Definitely had it in my little portable CD player on all the road trips. Mm. And I was like, oh, she's really speaking to me. Like I too feel like you know hit me baby one more time to my (laughs) you know like thought I was relating to it but obviously I was a little kid um and now even to now just like have always rooted for her so happy that she's out from under her dad's thumb and all of that obviously um so big question is I want to know your top 
three Britney songs of all time. Top three. That's uh, of all time? You can do five if you want. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you know to add more instead of take away. (laughs) I just saw Um, the look on your face. I was like, okay, there's got to be five. It's okay. (laughs) um, I would say first and foremost, oops, I did it again. Classic. Classic. Forever. Um, The second one is Big Fat Bass, which it was just my bop off of... Blackout? I don't... Blackout. Or was no, was it or, Femme Fatale? I can't remember, sorry. Look, see, I'm a wonderful Britney fan until you ask me actual questions. <laughs> um, and then I'd say third is crazy. The fourth is yeah, the yeah. soda pop. That's a deep cut that people forget about. I don't know this. Cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all new to me. I don't know those last two at all. Or the, that one in the middle. I don't get those. Yeah, I don't know those at all. And then my fifth, it's not really a song, but it's the commercial she did with Pink and Beyonce. <gasps> Iconic, yeah. yeah. The, I, I lose my mind. Hang on, was that for Pepsi? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I I do vaguely remember that. Wow. And then, uh, I mean, I think that's. I think most. I think hardcore Britney fans are going to listen to that list and go, "Yeah, he knows. Yeah, he's in. Yeah, he he really really gets it." Um, I I have my top three. I did think go. about this, so I do yeah. want to go ahead and share. It. I want to know. Okay, anticipating. I'll be anticipating this is our song they're playing. Anyone? No? Okay. Every time. Most people don't know that song. Every time. The, like, emo one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that one. And then Born to Make You Happy because you get her lower, you get her lower register in that one. It's like, like it's so when people say she doesn't have a good voice they're just not listening to the right songs like she does have range i think oh phenomenal range yeah now i should ask you two because you two obviously are the people i should go to i mean usually i just go to wikipedia but um i remember something on the the copious amounts of documentaries that have been made about britney is uh, you know that very infamous scene of her breaking out as a little girl singing in a talent show i, I don't know which one it was um, before she did the Mickey Mouse Club, I think it was. And um, she's got that very kind of, I don't know if it was affected, but a much lower tone to her voice. And I had heard, in whatever documentary it was, that when she went to the Mickey Mouse Club, um, Christina had that higher, higher, uh, no, had a lower, lower range. So they had formed Britney and made her sing in a much more cutesy, in a different way than she was used to that's really her natural voice. Is that true? Yes. Mm. So, oh, sorry. You're going to have to shoot me if I talk over y'all because uh, mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. the bait of my existence. It's fine. It's fine. Just like throw things at me. Just mm-hmm. like hold a sign. Um, I do it all the time. So my favorite uh, thing about that is that she has probably one of the most soulful voices of like Christina, don't get me wrong. Christina has that uh, that like growl mm-hmm. that she can mm-hmm. do, mm-hmm. but Brittany has that just like power behind it that just makes you go. And so that's why I like mm-hmm. Soda Pop because you get a lot of those uh, ranges in it. Um, yes, that's another goes, good the, vocals one. Yeah, uh-oh. like that type. Of, I can't uh-oh. sing. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, like yep. that. Like yeah, it's like soulful. Yeah, and so. They definitely started her 
singing in that poppy voice and then they wouldn't mm-hmm. let her get away from it so i'm excited to see if she chooses to release music uh, if we get to see soulful britney giving it to us all the way we don't even deserve it but if she does mm-hmm. it i'd be so happy that right? would be amazing well bring it to current day britney the wedding we were just blessed blessed question mark with a wedding what are the ex going to the experts what do you two think Corey? what do you think about this wedding and and mr jason alexander one i'm so happy for her jason clearly just you know with the johnny depp case and everything that just went on mm-hmm, someone mm-hmm. looking for their 15 minutes trying mm-hmm, to like win mm-hmm. someone back you lost like uh, mm-hmm. no um but <laughs> when i look at the guest list i lose my mind and oh i'm so God, excited because it's nothing but strong like powerful women and i think that it's a lot of the people who supported her behind the scenes yeah Um, that's a good point that's a good point Mm. and not necessarily up front with everyone else and so it's her close-knit community because like selena gomez who would think that selena would be there but Mm. i think that selena's been through a lot and therefore behind the scenes supporting britney as she's been through a lot I respect that more too because I feel like there's some celebrities that are just doing it on social media to just kind of have that be part of their image that they care about Britney instead of like really really being there and Mm. being behind the scenes so that's Mm. yeah I respect that and did y'all see where she kissed Madonna on Madonna's Instagram oh my god no I haven't seen that I fangirled I oh, I saw that they kissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that she they kissed, and it was such a cute profile of Britney, like her hair in the little pony, and her like that. It was very cute. It was mm-hmm. very cute. But Madonna, I mean, listen, I could rant for about three weeks about Madonna. She needs to just stop. I, oh I don't know if that's controversial. I'm sorry if you two. I don't know if either of you are fans. She needs to stop. I knew that would be what you would say. <laughs> I can't. I just can't with her. Is it the TikTok video that pops up on your feed? It is her entire existence. That's what you know. I had a, I had a, I worked for a a writer. She used to be the editor at Glamour, and I was her assistant for a little bit. And after she'd left Glamour, and she would tell me these interesting stories about you know all these celebs she met. And she said I met Madonna once, and I was like okay. And I said, I said, did you have any? preconceived ideas like what she was like she goes I really didn't think much of it I was in it was a private house party so this wasn't a big you know Hollywood function type of thing uh premiere or anything and she said I will never forget when she entered the room because there were a lot of Hollywood people there a lot of big players but when she entered the room obviously everybody stopped but it was as though a chill (laughs) so dramatic but a chill came over the entire room her entire presence was horrendous now look i'm not saying this is true by the way nobody see me i'm not saying this is true i'm saying this is what i was told from someone's experience about 15 years ago about objection Madonna. Go- <laughs> thank you thank you good reference good reference um but i it was absolutely hearsay and that objection was completely uh valid but i don't know she just said she had a terrible presence about her and that's my Madonna story. Interesting. And I can't get over the the affected English accent from years ago when she was with Guy Ritchie. I'm no English person is ever 
ever going to get over that. I have an issue with Gillian Anderson doing it. And I have an issue with Kim Cattrall doing it. And I have an issue with Madonna doing it. What about Dorit Kemsley from Real Housewives of Beverly Yeah, but she's a fucking mess. Okay. She's all right. She gets, she gets I, out of See, I, I think it's just kind of funny when people do stuff like that. But, <sighs> um, I mean, I, I can't not love Madonna. Like, she, I think if I was a little older, I'd have even more of an offense. Like, she is my mom's Britney, you know, like. I get that, uh, but... Yeah, that's a good um, point. I mean, I get where you're coming from. It's definitely, like, keeping up with the young kids, you know, <gasps> grandma. But, like, it's like, what are you doing? But I don't know. Cool. I, where do you stand? I have to... So, you have a gay man talking about Madonna, and I yeah. can't say anything God, bad on behalf of my people. Um, <laughs> it's uh, just a code of honor that the gays have. Um, right. Do I think some of the stuff she put out on TikTok was a little funky? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I also feel like a lot of women in media um, are looked at as, like, mean, and it's, like, uh, these horrible women. And I think right. that Madonna mm-hmm. was really just uh, not going to let people have it. But, again, mm-hmm. I'm always the person who gives people the benefit of the doubt. We talk about right. it in therapy. I don't. So I mean, I don't. Pa- so. Pauline doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I... I agree. That's definitely a thing where they're just given, yeah, less less. Is of women a are given? Yeah, women are given the reputation of being difficult because they are strong women, and as a strong woman with a bit of a mouth on her, can you even believe? Um, yeah. I understand, and it's ridiculous, and it's disgusting, and it's misogynistic. Um, but I also think Madonna ha- having said, no, I'm not going to go. I'm honestly not. Corey, you but are completely also, valid. Kate, you are valid. But we also want to know what happened behind the scenes, though. It's like, why are people getting so quiet? Like, were you difficult or were you? But that's no, why I always no. give benefit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially after filming, I've always been like, um, what don't we know? Thank you. You know what, Corey? You just slid in so Perfect well then segue. into our transition. Look at that. I mean, an expert here, guys. We have an expert. Um, so you're right. The three of us really could discuss all of these celebrities that I hate for a really long period of time. And then you two and Brittany could go on for decades. So I think what's important is we start on your journey, Corey. So listeners, as you are well aware, Corey was the star and i do not use that term loosely on uh season one it was episode two wasn't it Corey? episode two yeah of um too large um we didn't have a lot to compare oh sorry i did want to just say for listeners i'm cat sitting at the moment so if you hear a meow um i didn't just get a cat i'm looking after a cat that is about to jump on my lap okay sweetie um so i do apologize if you hear that in the background but um Anyway, back to this. So, you know, we didn't have a lot to compare the show to because we'd just seen one and then Corey came on, blew us all away. So I know Kate and I um, have a ton of questions. We're trying to be succinct with all of this. Um, I love all the intricacies, um, Corey. So I'm going to get into, like, I want details. I want, like, timestamps. Like, I want all <laughs> that shit. Like, I love all of that. I want to get in the weeds. So I think... Kate and I had a discussion about this and we kind of said the best way to do this is just to go chronological. So could you start from, I would love to know kind of the first thing is what month and year did you actually film your episode and how were you even cast? Can you start with that with us? Absolutely. Um, So I started filming, well, 
the way in which I got involved with it is I mm -hmm. had just uh, gotten an apartment in Cartersville, um, like fresh out of the homeless shelter. Mm -hmm. um, and I was there maybe three or four days and I messaged my aunt to let her know like, hey, we have an apartment, everything went through. And she was like, great, there's also this thing that's happening. And I was like, there's no way, like no way. And I was like, cause for me, she said that the show was happening. And for me, I was like, there's no way that I would be a good candidate for that. But just thinking about everything I had gone through and I was sitting there kind of running it through my head, I was like, um, I think a unique perspective. And so I went ahead and put in um, my application. It was just real quick on the phone late at night, put my okay. head down to bed, woke up, went to work. I got to probably 30 calls from this one producer who I love and adore to this day, who was like, because they only film in Georgia right now. And so That's I sent I them yeah. everything. And when I got to my, like, I had to get up from my desk, go into the lunch break, like the break room. And I picked up the phone and she was like, uh, is this Corey? I was like, yeah. She's like, please tell me you live in Georgia. I was like, well, first, who are you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so we went through it and like, that was the big thing. And she was like, please tell me you're in Georgia. And so we did the casting from there. Um, and uh, yeah, that's kind of what led into it. Now we started filming. When you say you, your aunt told you, is this your aunt Kristen that was on the show? Aunt Kristen on the show. Okay. And, and had... Kristen seen how did she see it was it an email for casting was it something that they put in the local like well, neighborhood she, or? she knew Dr. Proctor right already oh okay she had gotten bariatric surgery a long time ago and so she kind of stayed up with it even when they were doing family by the ton she had recommended putting yeah. it out there and I was like nah um, and so when it came down to our show um, I was like you know what especially after just overcoming homelessness, I was like, we'll give it a shot. And the next day, my phone yes. would not stop ringing. When a TLC gets their grip <laughs> into you, they know you're going to be a movie star. They are not going to let you go. And that's evidently what happened with you, Corey. Yeah, and it's honestly and truly like... Uh, and so when it comes to pitching the show, they... Mm. Like, when we all started this conversation, because, you know, you've seen what you saw in the show. And, like, mm -hmm. outside of that... I'm probably one of the most body positive people. Like, uh, mm -hmm. if we're being frank, we were probably getting more dick before surgery than we were after surgery. No, I love it. Stop sending dick pics on a toilet. I can't. If <gasps> I see one more dick pic on a toilet, you can take me out back and old yeller me. <laughs> a toilet. Yeah. Kate knows no. what I'm talking about. By her oh, reaction. Yeah. No, I've never had toilet. I just have the really stupid one. down. I have the down. You may have not Terrible. noticed uh, the toilet ring below that. Oh, I'm going to go and check my phone. I'll be right back. <laughs> Bane oh, of my existence. Horrible. That is horrible. And is there, you see, already I'm, my mind is going to, is there anything in the toilet? I don't want, I don't want to know any of this. This is horrible. The answer is sometimes. The answer is sometimes. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so you were casting a show. Uh, so how do you, how, like, the pitch? Talk to us about the pitch. Um, so they were talking about the show, and I'm super body positive person. Like, even though I was heavy, like, I've never been a person who looked at my weight as a something in my path outside of mobility. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so when we were casting it, I was like, please don't put me on 600 pounds, like depressing. Like, because yeah. when I watch 600 pounds life as a plus size person, granted, there's some success stories where I'm like, hell yeah. But there's a lot of stories where it's like, uh, ooh, like uh, they like that's so sad. That's so depressing. And like, just imagine cast for it for surgery and then the show comes out. And how are they feeling after watching that audience mm-hmm. react and just mm-hmm. so much judgment? So for me, yeah. I was like, uh, I'm not doing 600 pound life. And they were like, uh, mm-hmm. well, it was supposed to be a spinoff of Family by the Ton. Mm-hmm. And it was originally going to be oh. called Life by the Ton. However, ah. because one of the cast members passed away, they took life out of the thing. We'll get into the naming of the show and how I had to fight okay. for that. Um, wow. But... Uh, it was pitched as the antithesis of 600 pound life. It wasn't going to be the sad, depressing thing. It was going to be this positive, uplifting. The term I would always use was uh, bad bitches. Like that was mm, our yeah. mentality. Like just because we thick doesn't mean we're not beautiful and worth love. Right. Absolutely. I think that, I think that came across in your episode, how body positive you are. Like mm. you, I, that's one of the reasons I really liked your episode the most out of all of them is because of your attitude and and you um you just shine with your personality and you um I could tell that you just like you really loved yourself and Mm. and you were excited to it wasn't just about like you know dropping pounds it was like I want to feel good and be healthy and like get back to school and like be you know do you know what I'm saying like I, I think that came across well, thank you. That was the biggest thing that I wanted to come across. And it was, again, change the narrative. That, because it, my degree in at KSU was human services uh, with a focus in nonprofit management, social innovation. That's not a career you want to get rich. That's a career you want right. to help others. And so when it came to the Absolutely. show and social justice, I was like, uh, please don't make it look like this. Like, let's show them that you can be a thick bitch, a bad bitch. And still have worth and not have to fatten things up for TV purposes. Right. Right. And I I, I think also that your story was so inspiring, as Kate said, because of who you really are and, and your attitude and how you take things on. And especially as you just mentioned there, coming from, you said you were in a homeless shelter to then getting this apartment going back to school like all of these beautiful things that were happening because of you you made all of them happen and it was it was that seeing that journey was so inspiring that it really ended up you weren't concentrating so much on the weight loss it was like what's Corey doing how is Corey's life going and it was so perfect for for the show I mean it, it was no wonder that you became so admired and so followed on social media and, and in other places I'm sure we're going to get into like the reaction after the show but it was beautiful because we I think we fully saw an evolution it wasn't just wait drop the pounds drop how are you going to feel when you're thin how are you going to feel you know it wasn't that line it was very very different it was really beautiful well thank you mm-hmm um, so you, the one thing that maybe Kate and I, legal-wise, should have asked you at the beginning, when Kate saw your YouTube video, I my first question, I may have said it on the potty, I can't remember, what about an NDA? Did you sign an NDA? And if so, are Kate and I going to get sued? I Just a little bit of a heads up. 
I just want uh, before I get there. I can send on the door. <laughs> I can send you my contract. It was uh, like four pages. It was okay. the most bare minimum. Uh, one of the producers. <laughs> I have two producers, which we'll talk about later, who were my saving grace. Mm-hmm. Was like, it's a joke what we signed because it was so small. <laughs> Polly, and you know who wrote that, right? <laughs> Jeff the PA. Jeff the PA. I just want to, okay, so Kate and I, Corey, if you are unfamiliar, Kate and I have created this this person, and I want to ask you desperately, I'm hoping that he is not just a figment of our imagination. Since we started the very first episode of this potty, we are convinced there was some poor soul, and we've nicknamed him Jeff the PA, that does everything. He jumps in on scenes that they have to fabricate. He dresses up as a stripper on, um, you know, Thousand Pound Sisters. He does what he has to do. Gets paid nothing, but he is dedicated to He's TLC. He's doing it all. He is doing everything for all of these shows. And I hope to God when we start talking about production, there is a Jeff the PA who's paid pennies, but his life is dedicated. He takes pride in what he does to yeah. TLC. I really hope so. So that's uh, so He's I'm our convinced. Character. <laughs> I'm convinced Jeff the PA. You're right, Kate. Wrote wrote that contract. They were like, "Can someone quickly just just write something up? Have you got? You know, it doesn't even need to be typed. Google it. Just put it yeah. on a scrap of paper and get him. To... <laughs> Has anyone got a crayon? Just quickly. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> And so, like, there's definitely one of those people, like, we'll get to that, um, okay. because there's so a scene NBA. we'll talk about, but, uh, oh my God. uh okay. with uh, Jeff the PA, um, <laughs> but, uh, oh there was, uh, no NDA, nothing like that in the contract, and a lot of people, after I put out the video, were like, uh, yeah. How's this not taken down? Is there, yeah. and it's like, one, I spoke from the truth about what happened. If there was yeah. something I said that wasn't truthful they can take it down um but two like uh, i also have proof of about um even behind the scenes footage that i had to film on an ipod like Mm -hmm. of the things where they were clipped and misinformed uh, but like also there's nothing in my contract that says uh, like granted i can't go out there and say horrible things about them but Mm, at the same time talking about my experiences what what are they gonna do be like oh stop telling us what you said are you upset that i said it or are you upset that you did it yeah that's right. that, that is the question i'm really shocked and i think that goes to say a lot a lot for tlc i think that i mean the, the line that kate and i are always teetering on Corey with this podcast is the question of whether they are exploiting people whatever show it is is it exploitation or is it at a learning opportunity from the learning channel like what is it so i think with that and not giving people an nda really kind of gets makes the hairs stand up a little bit because i'm thinking do you think that people really won't come and expose things if there are uh uh things that need to be exposed because um unfortunately Corey came along for you unfortunately for you fortunately for us he came along so he will say if there was any you know because i imagine these shows about mistreatment and pay like all of this stuff so kate and i have kate and i wondered a lot about that so let's so going through um your aunt said you should do this your phone was blown up they said they pitched it to you it was going to be a a, a lot it sounds like a a healthier show it was going to be focusing lightheartedly about your about your life and how you embrace it 
and what's going on with you. So I'm sure then you probably thought it was going to be a great learning opportunity for people then. Yeah, I just, again, I when I look at the 600-pound life and how, how you see a lot of people, like even uh, Life by the Ton. I feel like Life by the mm. Ton was a positive show, but it wasn't... Uh, how it should be like there's still a lot of things they do mm. to I'll, I always say fatten people up to make it seem like you're this over the top food addict and you can't do anything or have mm -hmm. any sort of life like how do you think these people got along before the show doing the things they're doing there's mm. no way mm, and so right. my biggest thing was let's be authentic let's tell my mm -hmm. story and the producer that I was assigned that was our mission like that's what we were doing um, was Got uh, we're going to be a bad bitch even though we're a fat bitch. Mm -hmm. Got it. So you really had it. You you were confident when you signed the uh, scrap of paper contract that um, you were like, I know what my mission is really here. I know what they, they want to do with this show and I'm in complete agreement. So it sounded like very positive mm -hmm. at, at the beginning. So they pitched it to you what, how, from, from signing the contract to the first day of filming. What was that kind of time period? So it took a, a couple months, um, I think, like, so from the time we did the casting, because casting is something you have to do before, um, to get the approval from TLC, uh, I think we found out late December that I was approved, and then filming mm -hmm. started, I think, January or February of... Uh, of 2020. Right before the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. you were right before everything hit. Mm -hmm. Wow, interesting. Because I remember halfway through, it was like you were supposed to go see Dr. Proctor, and then he like video chatted you, and he's like, the pandemic. And then you said something really funny about wanting to bitch slap people not wearing masks. And, Good. I, and, and Dr. Proctor's like, me too. <laughs> Dr. Pro well, Dr. Proctor will Daddy Proctor, get, uh, actually. We will get into daddy. Okay. We'll get into daddy. We have tea on daddy. <laughs> Corey... Corey is literally chomping at the bit right now to talk about daddy. Don't worry, we'll talk about daddy because I have some questions so about I. daddy. <laughs> Kate has a lot of questions about daddy. So tell us, I want to know about the first, when, did you get any type of, was it like a call sheet you got for the first day? Was it, these are the scenes we're going to film? Um, and how, first of all, how long was the filming from start to finish? So the first day, it was all day from, I think, uh, 8 a.m. until like 6, 7, 8 p.m. at night. Like it was all day mm -hmm. filming that first day. Um, and wow. the first day we filmed the scene with the donuts, the cereal scene. Mm -hmm. um, yep. And then I think we went filmed the uh, homeless shelter scene. Mm -hmm. And so that was like our first full day of filming. Okay. And how... The first day at the end of it, when everyone had gone away and you were getting ready for bed that night, how did you feel in really like in your gut, in your core? How did you feel about everything? Were you happy with that? Yes and no. So again, the producer who I had uh, spoken with and uh, um, she's she's my saving grace. When we talked about the show, it was this bad bitch show. So when they came in... And they started talking about the day. We're going to have you do this, and then we're going to have you coupon and maybe go buy donuts. And then we're going to have you take those to the shelter. And I was like, okay, that sounds cool. And so they were like, first we're going to get this eating scene. And so originally I had a shirt on. They were like, take your shirt off. Oh. what? How was that approach to you 
quite because Kate and I have. I mean, I don't, don't really want to brag, but uh, you know, we're, we're big. T- well, I did a reality show for a couple of episodes, and Kate and I have done other things, but nothing like we have not been a star of a show by any means. But we are familiar just with you know living in LA, you meet people. Um, but how stuff is approached that you don't really understand what you're going to be doing until suddenly the camera's on or it goes down, and you go oh shit i didn't know that's how it was going to be so was it approached like maybe we should just take the shirt off for this oh it's hot isn't it like how did they approach you for that and why would you have to take your shirt off so and i'll say this is the precursor which is i was probably in that apartment for maybe two months i had just i was homeless for probably two years prior and so mm-hmm. i had just uh, like come out of it and so you have this tv crew they put all their lights on and it's like you know what it kind of feels like things are coming full circle we're making it out of this like we're good and so there's that kind of power dynamic happening at the beginning um that's not Mm -hmm. really discussed or managed and so when they come up to you and they're like hey is it okay to take your shirt off are you gonna say Mm -hmm. no the very first Mm -hmm. day of filming and like get kicked off the show interesting so mm, it's like, yeah, I'm comfortable with sense. that. Like, uh, and then they were yeah. like, "Are you fine with us filming you naked?" No. Mm, um, yeah. And so they said, "Are you fine taking your shirt off?" We did that, and uh, uh, that's when they had us walk out of our bedroom. And that was honest to God the first scene that we really shot is me walking out of my bedroom um, to go make cereal. Now they brought mm. the cereal bowl. This is it, Kate. Kate Kate's mentioned this in her episode. Kate, I had questioned Kate. I was like, you sure that's what Corey said? She's like, and, and Kate, you were like, no, Corey says it in his YouTube video. Uh, I I honestly couldn't believe it, Kate, when you told me that well, they yeah, bought that bowl. Well, yeah, because it's like something that we would joke that they would do, but they yeah. actually did it. So we were like, whoa. Yeah, they brought the cereal bowl. They brought the cereal. One, they brought that little thing of milk. Like, if I'm going to have a whole thing of cereal, you think I'm going to have a baby pint-sized milk? I had that same thought, dude. I was like, I was watching you make it, and I'm like, why the hell does he have that gas station-sized thing of milk? Like, that makes no sense at all. Like, thank you. Yeah, that that was a telltale sign that Jeff the PA ran to the... Poor Jeff. Ran to the Shell station down the street and got it. No, absolutely. That's what happened. And they were like, pour yourself a bowl of cereal. And I had originally a bowl that I grabbed. I didn't know what that Red Bull was there for. And so I'm pretty sure I grabbed my bowl. And they were like, no, use this bowl. And I was like, okay. And I went to pour it. And they were like, now pour all of it. No, stop. Mm -hmm. Okay, I have a question about this moment. Okay, because like I said, I recently watched the episode, so like the moments are fresh in my mind. Okay, so while you're pouring it, there's a moment where you kind of look up and smile at your friend. Were you, was that you being like, here I go, pouring the whole thing? Like, I don't know if you remember that moment, but I just noticed you kind of smiling while you're doing it, like, and just knowing that that they had made you do it in my head, I was like what is he thinking while he's doing this and they wanted him to do this? I have a tendency to think that I'm very good at concealing my emotions. Um, <laughs> I'm not. Uh, you can read me like a book any right. day. And so the main, the smile to her was more uncomfortable being in that okay, room yeah. shirtless with everyone watching me. Cause like normally I'd have a yeah. shirt in the kitchen. Like 
we were roommates at the time. Right. There's no way I'm walking in the kitchen shirtless. But it was not like, how are they making us do this? Although we had that conversation the second they walked out of the room. Um, right. And on mic does. Because they leave the mics on you. We mm-hmm. Can you take our mics oh, off? Oh, yeah. Oh, you see, you're smart. And it's, it's, it's really unfortunate for a lot of people that forget. And it's so easy to forget you have a mic back on. It is so easy. And you say this shit. And Kate had done... An ex an expose on his, of of her on her own about um what it was called when the fact that it was a TLC show Kate right and they 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 spoke about in this article that whatever you ha- they they own I'm, whatever you say on the mic right and I'm sure we can talk a lot about this with Corey because I think you talked about this in your video isn't it called like Franken clips or something because you it's really noticeable on your episode especially once you're listening for it they like clip together things mm. you've said and it's so funny because you'll be well it's not funny because it like made things appear like they're not but it's funny in a way because you're like da 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 like your tone will yes. be different and it's like clearly not Volume, a full everything. sentence. Like they yep. just they just clearly clipped it together. Can you speak on that? Yeah. So there's a lot of times, and they come with their sheet about things they want to accomplish, and they kind of have things that they want you to talk about and say. Like they build the show mm. before they even come to you. So even though the show's not scripted, that's me talking. Um, mm-hmm. The situations are kind of scripted, um, and so it's not right. so much uh, right. what I'm saying. What I'm saying is me, but the whole situation is this. And so they'll have you go through and they'll be like, okay, tell us, uh, I'll go back to the scene. If y'all, can we skip ahead to a scene? Yeah. So yeah. we yeah. were filming one day Absolutely. and Dr. Proctor, this was the day that Dr. Proctor <gasps> told me that my surgery was canceled. And he comes mm-hmm. out, he's like, your right. surgery's canceled, um, you know, COVID and this and the other. And they were like, I was supposed to react to that. And I was like, okay, like if a bunch of medical professionals feel as though my show should be canceled, cancel it. Like, uh, Mm -hmm. this isn't a one-stop shop. This doesn't solve all my problems. Uh, There's a diet that goes along with it, a lifestyle change that goes along with it. So if I can't do it now, surgery is literally just a tool. And I preach that to this day. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to be successful after. So at that point I was like, uh, fuck it up. Like, uh, if surgery is not happening, that's fine. They did not like that reaction. They were like, uh, "Let's retry that. Tell us, uh, let's retry how upset you are. Like this has got to be devastating to you." And I was like, uh, "Um, I mean, it sucks, but like at the same time, it is what it is." I went through two years of homelessness. You think that a surgery being canceled is yeah, going to be? Yeah. And I said, "The straw that breaks the camel's back." which they clipped into another mm-hmm. part later in the show. And they brought up this scene Corey. a thousand times. When I tell you, when the scene where they show me saying the straw that breaks the camel's back, that was the last time they asked it because I was so over it and we were filming at the studio. And they were like, so we're going to bring this up again. Um, when Dr. Proctor told you you were, um, your surgery was canceled, tell us how you felt. And I was like, uh, in all honesty how I felt was uh, cool. Like uh, my surgery's canceled. Great. Phenomenal. I didn't want my surgery to begin with. I'm so happy y'all canceled it. And she was like, give us something real. And I was like, okay, <laughs> the real is it's fine that it's canceled. If so, if a medical professional feels like it's not safe to do it, then it's not to do it. 
I said, I've been homeless. I have gone through hell and high water to get here. If you think that this is going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back, you've lost your mind. And so they then took that, you think this, or this will be the straw that breaks the camel's back, and put it in a different scene where it seemed like uh, oh. I was kind of defeated. I remember this. You, They put it oh. where they made it sound like you were saying them canceling this surgery might be the straw that breaks the camel's back with, like, eating healthy and stuff. Yes. And they 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 twisted it negative. Yeah. It was uh, so painful to have. Um, and, like, there were so many things that were clipped and franken-clipped, but it's basically they have you kind of go through this set list of things they want you to say, kind of key words. And so there were times where we'd be doing that, and I knew what they were trying to get me to do because I had a producer advocating for me without them mm-hmm. knowing and telling mm-hmm. me what's happening, being completely transparent. And so that's right there where I'd get monotone. Mm-hmm. I'd just be like, uh, it's so wonderful. Like, I'm yeah. so happy yeah. that my surgery's been canceled. Like, uh, I'm so distraught. So this uh, producer that was, you know, advocating for you, certainly don't need to use their, their name, but we could just call them producer A. Um if you're comfortable with yeah. that. Th- this was someone that you really kind of clicked with. Absolutely. It was a producer that wasn't paid. Like, she was not a full-time employee of the studio. She was brought in. I see. And so her thing was making this great content, making sure it was equitable and inclusive, and that we were doing my story. There's a lot of times where we're doing things that aren't me. But with her, she mm. took the time to get to know me, what I was doing, and she made sure that my life was exciting enough, even though I was homeless and overcoming that. Like, I was a fun enough person with enough goals and ambition that it would be kind of this exciting happening. She took the time to know me and to curate the story for that day so that we were focusing on my accomplishments, not the kind of show- scenes that the network might necessarily want, if that makes sense. Hell yeah. I'm so glad you had that producer. Yeah. Like... At Absolutely. least just this one person who's in your corner and who's on the same page as you. And then they fired her. Yeah. Oh. Well. Okay. Yeah. That's something. Let me get, as I said, I really love the minutiae of everything. From your first day of filming, how many days did you actually film? I, I, I want to know, like, exactly, was this a month-long process? Was this, what was that? So we would film for, like, a, a day or a morning when we filmed. I'd say total, we filmed maybe 14 times. Like, it really wasn't a lot. 14 times. Okay, okay. And then I am certainly not... um, I'm very, very English that we don't discuss money. But what I do want to kind of understand is, were were you compensated monetarily for this? So, I... First of all. Yes. I was compensated for the show. Um, Okay. They, I'm more than happy to talk about compensation because I feel like people don't, and there's no reason not to. Okay, yeah, whatever you're comfortable with. I just don't want to. I don't want to be rude and start pushing numbers. You just talk about because I don't know if it was like I never know with these things. They give, they give it. Was it a day rate? Was it give you extra for this? Because uh, you tell us. Because you're you're giving so much of your time, yeah. and also you're being really vulnerable. Like to me, that it should be worth quite a bit, but. Sometimes we wonder, we're like, 
Mm. What you know? Did they really get paid enough for this? Um, so I'll say I actually ended up in more debt after the show than at the start of the show. Um, but uh, mm. they pay for your surgery if you now they try everything in their power yeah. to go through your insurance. Um, mm. and that's kind of their thing. But again, we were just homeless. You think I got insurance? No, we don't even have a yeah, floor sure. like a welcome mat to the door. Um, priorities, sure. but. Uh, Right. We got paid, I think it was 2500 um, mm-hmm. or maybe it was 3000 It was about $2,500, um, but that was split up between $500 payments over the course of mm-hmm. the year that we were filming. So in some months, you wouldn't get oh, a payment. Some months, you get 500 And then they paid for hard. surgery, but they didn't even pay for all the testing to get approved for surgery. They didn't pay for the counseling. What? They didn't pay for the, um, you have to go get a stress test on your heart. They didn't pay for that. I paid for that. Okay. Um, what? There's so much that you have to do, blood work and all that, you have to pay for out of pocket. And they're like, well, that's what the $2,500 is for. Well, then what's my time getting paid? Oh, oh that's wow. how they do it. Corey, that honestly it is, for as little as I think of uh, a lot of TLC, that is even shocking to me. So they, because, I mean, if anyone, we do have listeners that are like all around the world and, and me, especially when I living in England before I came to America, I had no idea what this health system was like. I had no concept that you had to, I didn't know you had to pay for medical care because so in England, expensive. I'm from a socialist country. So I had no idea that you do. And when I came here and I st- really started to see it, I was blown away that people's lives can be destroyed by debt from medical care and and something like the surgeries are so expensive so i'm thinking tlc goes top to bottom because there's aftercare as well i mean there's a lot of aftercare so aftercare is included with dr proctor um but uh, and so i'll take it back a step i was paid most out of everyone on the show i was paid i think double um because my show was originally Mm -hmm. set for a one-hour slot they loved it so much they wanted to move me to a two-hour slot we were set to be the front runner mm. um however mm. with the show and demand equitable everything um you get moved quickly to a different slot and so they vanessa and megan were supposed to have two separate episodes okay. and so they oh, combined okay. theirs for the two-hour slot for the premiere at the intro and that's why they have their two hour. I was the only individual star with two hours for themselves. And I'm going to say all this and it's going to sound like I hate the show or TLC. I'm very happy for the opportunity and the experience. And I'm not coming out as like a disgruntled employee, but it's like, uh, mm, I shouldn't right. have to advocate for equitable and inclusive care on a show about my life. I shouldn't have to tell them, mm, can we please mm. tell my story the way it I feel I'm comfortable sharing it instead of the way you want it told. Because uh, this isn't a scripted show. This isn't a mm. sitcom. Like this is your life and you're sharing it and they are shaping it how they want basically. Right. And yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, to have something when you really, it's so easy. I think for all of us, cause we're so overwhelmed with reality TV that to really sit and we watch, you know, Kate and I watch so much, obviously TLC for, for this podcast and just reality in general, because we love it. Um, but it's, you, you really forget because you become so conditioned by it. 
this is your life. This is your, imagine a camera, everyone's listening, coming into your your space, not just one camera and one person, right? There's multiple people around you. You're signing documents and, and realizing that you're going to speak about the most personal things. Like on some of these TLC shows, the things that they ask people, I, I was watching, it was 90 Day Fiance, I was watching the other day and it's all like, what was sex like? How was sex? And you're just thinking, really imagine exposing yourself like that it's a tremendously personal thing which you did you spoke about triumphs you spoke about troubles and that is your exclusive story so having it being dare i use the word manipulated by editing is a really hard pill to swallow i imagine and the way my episode came out when I quit and came back, which we can get to a lot later, yeah. I had that producer that I told you about, and mm-hmm. the second producer who came along to be the saving grace, those two had full control over editing for my episode. I told them if it's the best footage uh... you've ever seen in your entire life, but it's not me, take it out. Mm. So let's get into the quit. Let's talk about this. So it all started when they uh, fired Producer A. And uh, Producer A, again, was my saving grace. That's the one who pitched the show to me. Everything was great. And so they got rid of her. And then they brought in this new producer. Now, here's the thing. You develop this bond and this trust with this person. You're told, open up, give us everything you you have, like, trust us. And so you're asked to trust that person. And then they just fire her, hang like, okay, do it again. And it's like, one, traumatized little muffin over here. Um, mm-hmm. Don't trust easily with a lot of people. And so this was, mm-hmm. producer A was someone who I could absolutely trust. And everyone else could. Um, when she would speak about other contestants on the show, it was always empowering. And like, these people are so amazing, awesome, wonderful. Not the same point of view you got from the other producers the other producers were often mm. i don't want to say snickering or in the back or judgmental but they weren't there for you they were there to make great mm. content mm. um and so they got rid of her and that kind of started the wheels turning in my head like uh, without her my episode is going to be this sad depressing thing this one producer was the light of the entire series and making sure everything was fun, Mm -hmm. exciting, uplifting. Um, And even some of the parts like with the cereal bowl, she told me, she's like, we're just Mm -hmm. trying to play it up for TV. It's just to make your transition that much more shocking. She said, Mm -hmm. uh, if you don't want to do it, you can, but this is what they want you to do. Of course I went with it, but she always told me how things were. She never kind of Mm. lied so all that happens they get rid of her we get to my surgery I wanted to quit before but the Mm. producer who came in to save my life we'll call them producer B um, I had mentioned this to them one time um, and they were like "Uh, if that happens you will be they will just throw the series as like a pilot series to try and test it and none of y'all will get surgery she said but if they're paying for the surgery wait till after your surgery that's when you have the power 
And I had these two guardian angels watching me. And so Mm. after um, I got surgery, I had a packet that was in Bobby's car the day we were doing surgery that he was supposed to give them immediately after I came out, stating that I quit. But the morning of, they messed up my aunt's uh, wonderful gift that she was going to give me that you saw on the show. That was supposed to happen before Mm -hmm. surgery. It happened after surgery. Oh, okay. And so I didn't quit then because I wanted to film that because that was important to me. But then I handed them my packet um, to quit and they were like, what's this? And I was like, I quit. Like, uh, and they were like, "Uh, well, what about after surgery? I was like, tell them I died. Like, (laughs) straight up, tell them that Dr. Proctor (laughs) cut a little too close to something. (laughs) Yes. Ruin his career. Tell him that you fucked up the surgery. I don't care. Tell him I died. I remember you were like, you wait, the date. We have to go back to the date. But I remember, I think you said it, your your date to around. You are like, there's worse ways to go, a hot guy inside you. (laughs) I was like, you are so quick. Like... A lot of the people on these shows, a lot of the people on TLC, like, they're not camera ready with these, like, quips and shit, and you are just, like, snapping off these jokes, and I'm like, damn, this guy's good. The stuff that didn't even make it on the show, when they were asking... Oh, I said! There was one time when they were at my house, and they were like, okay, tell us uh, um, that you're, you know, you're ready for for surgery it's been so long tell us you just tell us you're ready and i was like uh, i am so ready for daddy proctor to slice me open and rearrange my guts (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh. aren't we all Corey? i think there's a reason he doesn't follow me on social media i think there's a very clear reason and i don't blame him one bit you know what the power of tender love and care podcasts we may make it happen let's just put it out into the universe one of one of the three of us will date will date daddy one of the three of us will date him i promise you that so so i mean the quit what what did they do to get you back um so in order to come back uh, they had to hire back producer a and then producer a and b were the only two people who were in charge of uh, my episode. I had one person, doesn't get to work with it at all. The person who was like the head producer or the some director, but she was not allowed to touch my episode. She wasn't allowed to look at my episode. Um, (gasps) Producer A and B were the only ones who could work on it. And uh, they even tried to call producer A. Like, hey, just tell him Mm -hmm. to trust us. Tell him, you know... And they didn't know that, that conversation is... happened. Oh. But producer A called me. I was like, they just said this. And I was like, it's okay. So I talked with the owner of that of the production company in Atlanta. And he was like, mm-hmm. you know, so-and-so um, said that they will um, basically trying to tell me that they were okay with it, with me continuing to work with them. And I was like, that's crazy. Let's talk to her. Like, let's uh, get her in this call, you know, have a conversation. And he was like, well, she didn't say that. And I was like, that's amazing. (laughs) I, that takes some real guts. You, I mean, it sounds so lame just to say good for you, but it's so intimidating. As you kind of said earlier, Corey, when 
there is such a power dynamic. I mean, this is a TV show. These are people that have money in their pockets, millions when you get to the network. And they definitely would make you, I'm sure, at the beginning feel disposable. Um, there's a line of, as you said, with the whole cereal bowl, just, just feeling, well, well I've got to do it, right? I, I've signed this contract. I'm going to be on this show. So for you to stand up to them genuinely, that is, is very, very impressive. It, it's it, badass. It really, really is. It's, that is not an easy feat at all. You're a bad bitch. Things. I, as I said before, like, just because we're a thick bitch don't mean we're not a bad bitch. Um, but that's the, <laughs> the biggest thing that I wanted to... And again, I come from a place with a lot of privilege where I... Um, my stability was not based on the TV show. It was the stability that I created. But for a lot of people on the show, yeah. their stability was based on the television show. And so... There's a lot of other people who can't speak up. They find these people that are living on disability who don't have the power and the privilege to say something. And so when I did, I was like, we're not doing this. It's not happening. And I don't think that they expected this to come out. I think that the whole thing of hiring producer A was to stop the video Mm -hmm. that I made after from happening. Interesting. Interesting. So when you kind of um your demands were met um, <laughs> but when you really got it in a comfortable place again and you decided i'm i'm good with this how many more days of filming did you have we, then was there not a lot? really so after that um we had the dinner the finale um it mm-hmm. was drag show covid yeah. couldn't make it happen um oh, i have been man. practicing to do a death drop on stage let me tell you right <gasps> they terrify me i can't watch them because i just the sound i can't watch them i'm ca- i mean i feel it i don't know how it happens i don't know how it happens it's amazing but I, don't I was so happens. ready for a drag show for my finale that's what i wanted oh. um right Seriously. i also love to say that me and trixie mattel are now co-workers oh. she would hear that and be like who are you oh. um oh. <laughs> i am a big uh, drag race slash drag mm-hmm. queen fan person so I, that would have been perfect right? like, mm, chef's kiss and that but... was going to be the finale so we only had the finale <laughs> we had another um, set of interviews mm. um, and then we even filmed another day on campus and I think that they showed me walking around campus in the pink hoodie that's when we were going to have my yeah, younger yeah. brother Jake up there and he was going to be in the show as well so we filmed those three things after surgery. Um, and the last thing after that was the follow-up episode. Okay. Okay. So when the cameras left, um, everything was kind of shut down. Um, how did you... F- and then you got, like, you know, the time period when you got the air date... How- how were you anticipating it to be shown? Were you were there real nerves there, or were you kind of, well, it's been done. There's nothing I can do about it now. And did you get people around to watch it, like when it first aired, or did you just want to watch it alone? Like, how did you feel? Um, I got, uh, for lack of a better term, shit faced um, that night. Yes, and yes. just hung out with friends. Um, we knew it was premiering. But I, because it premiered on Discovery Plus a little bit before it ever premiered on TLC, 
And so it was mm. that was the kind of big premiere. But, uh, you know, of course, you get on your phone and you check to see, do people like it? Do they not? And the reaction mm -hmm. was surprisingly positive. I don't want to say that I expected a positive mm -hmm. reaction, um, but with A, I felt so much more confident than had I not had producer A or B on it. Um, so I feel like the night leading up to it, we just got shit faced and we're like, well, we'll see. Worst case scenario, I post yeah. something bad and get canceled and don't have to worry anymore. <laughs> so then I just fade into existence. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. Damn, that's um, what I would do. I would just drink with my friends and be like, yeah. I'm on TLC, Look, bitches. the biggest thing, yeah, exactly. uh, the biggest thing was scrolling Twitter and just being like, have my nudes leaked yet? Have, <gasps> have oh, they? Oh, shit, that's a big worry. I didn't even watch the show. Is that surreal? Until I did the reaction video. And that's the first and last ah. time I ever watched it. Okay. That's very interesting, really. Mm. You've only watched it one time. Yeah, one time was enough, and even then, it was like the commentary. Because yeah. if I go back through it, I'm. Go it's like watching yourself on TV is truly weird. And so if I go back yes. through it, I'm going to be micro-analyzing everything and what happened behind sure. the scenes. So I was like, we'll just do it one take, say what we have to say, and be done. That's very healthy. I think that's actually really, really healthy. I, I realized also talking about filming and watching it back, we didn't talk about the date. I wanted to know, Kate and I discussed this a little bit, was that completely set up by production? How did that come about? Like, did they tell you what's it? Because of course, oh, hang on, we've got to do date and then we've got to lead into Dr. Proctor. I've got to get the two important things okay, here. Okay, yeah. Let's, so... yeah, date. Tell us about so that. So the date with uh, Turhan, they were talking about a surgery after, or a date after surgery. And I was mm -hmm. like, no, no, I don't need surgery to get a man. We can do nice. a date before surgery. And so we were looking at people and, you know, we had the dating apps at the time. Look, that camera lady who was filming in the first scene down on the ground, she was also filming while I was scrolling through a gay dating app on my phone. Oh my God. And she saw a lot more of me than she bargained for. But uh, <laughs> she caught it and I, but not on I the tried trailer. to cover it and she was like, he's trying to cover his phone. And I was like, well, then here. And she was like, oh, okay. okay. Girl, like, you like I was trying to protect you. <laughs> But if you want to see it, like, you can see it. Did, didn't, I think in the episode, um, Terhan said he didn't have any photos on his profile? Was that true? Or was it, it just was all sort set of, up. like, not? I yeah. know, Terhan yeah. never had a profile. He was a person that was cast yeah. for that specific thing. Mm -hmm. um, oh, and so thought, my yeah. biggest fear going into it was that they're going to get someone, because a lot of the things with plus-size dating you have feeders and gainers, people who like to force right. you to eat this. And it's like this very manipulative thing that happens. Not everyone, but a lot of people. And I was mm -hmm. like, that's who they're going to put. Cause I talk vehemently, oh, vehement. God. I don't know that word. I had talked about it a lot got it. about how I didn't want that. Mm. And I had even offered yeah. a few of my own suggestions. They were like, no, we have ours. Uh, we'll have them there. And so that was like a real first time meeting interaction. Yeah. There were two bottles of wine. Yeah. He had one glass. I had two, whatever was left uh, by the end of that date. Yeah. Smashed. Yep. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I would have been, what else are you going to do? You're on a fake date on television. I mean, what else are you going to do but get drunk? It's like ever, and I always wonder how much they supply. Because you know when you watch um, anything like 90 Day, I keep going back to 90 Day. Well, but you yeah. know they are boozing them all up. Or like They're the Housewives. The Housewives. Yeah. Oh, they want to. Like, but what you said about dating actually takes us back to an episode that Kate and I did um, on the podcast uh, about my giant life. It was one of our really early ones. And it was about women that are over maybe six foot five or something um, that are trying to find dates. And there was one woman, very, very confident, great, great, really, really cool woman. She went on a date and the production set, I mean, it was very clear, you know, it's like, all right, we got it, TLC. (laughs) Like, we got it. You set this up. And this guy, piece of shit guy, walks down to the marina, looks at her, turns to production. He's like, no fucking way. I'm not going near her. And I just thought that should never have been that should never have been set up that way. That guy should have been vetted. Um, God knows what they told this guy. Let's go on a date for television. Right. Who knows what they told the guy? And then they filmed it all, filmed her reaction, and put it on television. It was like an episode of Next, if you remember it was that Next, show. Yeah, it was on just MTV gross. or whatever. It was really, yeah. it was so insulting to her. There was no benefit at all for her to keep that in. So, so I'm glad for you that you got wine out of it. And did you speak to him again? He seemed really nice. He was I don't know. Nice as could be. We texted, I think, once after mm. everything, maybe twice. Yeah. But have not mm-hmm. spoken to him since, have not talked to him since. Not to say that it, he wasn't attractive. Yeah. It just, uh, for yeah. me, mm-hmm. um, when you meet someone on a show, they're, you know, it's like, are you here for the show? Or, which mm-hmm. Turhan, again, one of the sweetest people that I filmed with. Um, but it just. Uh, with me and all my anxiety it's like uh, i'd just rather meet someone authentically and then set up set up through a show because there's a certain type of person when you're casting and they're looking for people to be a date for someone yes it just it strikes all the wrong Mm. chords with me and maybe have we met another way something Mm. would have happened that's very astute yeah that's very that's that's yeah that's very smart um then I th- I think we need to get into the uh, we need to get into you know who uh listeners are waiting for it Kate Kate is sweating at this point waiting for it her screen's completely frozen so I'm only imagining what she's I looking like right thing. now but <laughs> we're all ready can you please talk to us about Daddy so Daddy Proctor one <laughs> I didn't know that the title of my episode was going to be Doctor Proctor's a Daddy until the day it premiered. <laughs> Got so it. when I saw Dr. Proctor's a daddy, I about fell on... Now, every single one of my friends is like, absolutely, that is 100% you. But I also didn't think yeah. that I was this groundbreaker. I thought that we all knew Dr. Proctor was hot. We were all open about right. the fact that he's absolutely scrumptious. But absolutely, yes. when I said that, like, even in the room, production was just like... <gasps> Ding, 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 this ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, so it yeah. just became this running thing, and it got worse and worse and worse until, again, like I said, I was like, I can't wait for him to re- rearrange my guts. Um, <laughs> but Dr. Proctor was such a nice person. Um, to oh, like, really like He was good. very nice. We only, I'd say in total, we were only outside of surgery in the same room filming for maybe 30, 40 minutes. God damn it. 
you couldn't stretch that shit out, Corey. You couldn't be like, oh, you know, I'm just feel. I just feel like maybe if I had a glass of vodka or something. Oh, there's a bar down the street. Like, couldn't you have done? There's actually Try a knot in my back. Are you a chiropractor? Oh, it's just this. I don't yeah, know whatever. what's going on. What can do here? I haven't Shit. gotten a prostate exam also, recently. If you could. In a long time. Just I see the glove. Let's just get it done. It's like it was Let's made Let's just to get this done. <laughs> I want to know everything about him because... I mean, we all know when when we did this, when Kate and I um, uh, uh, did the party over too, uh, uh, about too large, I was, I mean, I fall in love every week. I mean, I fall in love daily, to be honest. It doesn't matter whether it's, you know, I'm falling in love with an animal, a girl, a guy, a plant. Like, I'm constantly in love and saying I'm in love with everything every day. And then I saw, uh, so when I was watching the show, I was like, yeah, okay, switched again on the podcast. Because each week there's somebody in a TLC show that I'm in love with. And I was like, yeah, I'm in love with him. Um, tried to get him to call me, but um, obviously I can't give my full phone number out over the potty. So I just gave the first six digits. So I'm still waiting for the call. I'm waiting for him to figure out his <laughs> last four digits and then we can be together. What I want to know is... When we did record it, I was like, I had said to Kate, because Kate is a massive, massive thousand pound sister fans. And obviously that's where he's from. And I was like, oh, I recognized him from that. And Kate was like, oh, shit. I, yeah, he is. Um, And I thought, "Uh uh-oh, is this someone in the TLC realm that's like staring at the camera, waiting for his own show? Was he like that? So he was very genuine. Um, He's very to the point when he comes in. Um, like, they bring him in, they have their set amount of time to film with him, and, like, he gets it done, Mm. knocks it out, and uh, they don't, like, they'll Mm. kind of re-prompt him differently than they would us, where they'll re-prompt him and be like, hey, we want you to, um, say that again, but talk about this, whereas us, they're like, say this exact line, um, and so, (laughs) with him, they're trying to redirect him, and he's very nice, he's very kind, um, you don't feel like you're talking okay. to someone judging you about your weight. You feel like you're talking to someone who's honest and real about your weight. So I'd say my experience mm-hmm. with Dr. Proctor okay. was wonderful. He's a lot taller than you would think. <gasps> uh, How tall? I'm bad at math, but I'd say like six, over six foot. Nice. nice. I'm five foot ten, so that would work. Okay. Is he, he married? Is, and his wife and straight. is... Don't tell me she's a she's fucking, a fucking bombshell. bombshell. Corey, you better, you better <laughs> shut goddamn your goddamn 20. mouth. You better shut your goddamn <laughs> mouth. Please. Right? Is she English? No, is she I think English? she's like Colombian. No, she's not. So it's fine. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Perfect. Perfect. Um, Doctor yeah. Proctor. Because oh, we wonder about, like, because he was great or seemingly great from what we saw and from what you're saying, he sounds great. And then also I feel like the – I kind of wanted to ask you about the therapist, Dr. Stapleton, that you talked to. She seemed pretty good as far as, like, therapists that are on TV. Dr. Stapleton was absolutely amazing. Um, I know that they use other therapists on the show. Dr. Stapleton really was kind mm. enough to dive into my trauma. We had several meetings that were off-camera. Um but as far as someone mm-hmm. who cares and is willing to, because typically in therapy, advice, giving things like that isn't something that your therapist wants to do. Um, 
and mm-hmm. she would never give advice, but she would speak from her own experience so that you didn't feel like what you were going through was uh, isolating or alone or that you were the only person to ever experience these feelings. And okay. she's, nice. yeah, she's 10 out of 10. She's uh, very pricey. That's where a lot of my debt came from. We're still working on it, but uh, yeah. she was great. So you had to pay, they told you that part of it had to be therapy sessions, but that you were going to pay for it. Recorded therapy sessions, and yes, I had to pay for it. Kate, does that blow your mind? Yeah, the ones that are on camera, it's really surprising to me that that wasn't covered by production. Yeah. I just can't believe kind of just the the goal of it the cheek to to tell you that's going to be part it's going to be part of your story and the way they get around it like you said Corey, is to say well that's why we're paying you you know two thousand five hundred dollars or three thousand for you to pay for your own expenses and you're right where's your time i mean and selling your story I mean, exposing, you know, your life and being so honest with everything, that's not being um, monetarily compensated, which is appalling. And that's that kind of stuff gets me very angry because you are an astute man and you're an intelligent man. It's very obvious speaking to you and the way you behaved. Um, and I, it, it makes me really, really angry for people that perhaps aren't on the same level and are easily manipulated and coerced into doing something they shouldn't. And that is really, really upsetting to me. And it is, especially when you think about the majority of these people who are on these weight loss shows are on disability. And it's a good part in some because with disability, you can't make over a certain threshold before you lose your disability benefits. And so they're kind of having to play the line. But uh, it's a really big point of... uh, contention with me no it's a mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh it's yeah. a very big yeah. point of contention with me where they want mm-hmm. to say that you should be grateful for the $2,500 that they're giving you but uh, then when you have to pay 300 here 400 here 800 here it's like uh, so what am I actually getting paid for my time because it takes a lot of your time away and there were times that they wouldn't give you much notice. They just kind of like, hey, we're going to be there in three days. Does that work for you? And you kind of have this feeling of, if I say no, they're going to be like, he's just too difficult. Get rid of him. Mm -hmm. Because you were working tech tech support support from home at the same time, right? Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you needed some time to be like, hey, I have to film and can't be working this day or whatever so and they hid my new surgery date they knew about it like a month in advance um and did not tell me until three days before luckily someone from dr proctor's office called me and was like hey they don't want anything to be said but you have a life is this date going to work for you? <gasps> I was like, absolutely. No And they were like, act shit. shocked. That was Jeff the PA. No, this was... Uh, this that was, was Jeff. Uh, that was Je- I- I'm never... No, I'm going to go to my Gina grave. The nurse. Yeah. Gina the nurse who dates Jeff the PA. Like, they're both... <laughs> 
together and they are working. They they were your guardian angels. Thank God she called me. You were telling me they were going to give you three days notice for a major and surgery. And I had already That's been wild. on a liquid diet before that when they canceled it. Um, and so oh, right, she yeah. had told me, just kind of start a liquid diet. Jeez. And so I had been on that liquid diet that for is... a month and a half by the time I got to surgery date. And then I was on it for an additional month or like two, three weeks after. So like all in all, I was on a liquid wow. diet for like two months. So you wonder how I lost that 100 pound threshold. It's because I was nothing but protein shakes, morning, lunch, and dinner. Wow. God, the determination that yeah. takes. That's really admirable. Shit, I can't believe that they... So you found out that they knew they knew for that long, about a month. Oh, and I asked, uh, when they came in to tell me my surgery date that day, that's when me and one producer really mm. got into it, because I was like, so you mean to tell me you had no clue that this was happening before? You had yeah. absolutely mm. zero clue. And she was like, yeah, we just found out this morning. And I was like, that's funny, because I've known for four weeks. And she got mad, threw her stuff down, and walked out. <laughs> wow. What it leads me to believe, they are just so used to manipulating people that it isn't even a thought that somebody will speak up to them and, and really pull the curtain back a little bit. Just, like, get wise to what they're doing and, like, oh, just, call I them mean, out, yeah. you know, just, like, hey. Uh, Call, call them out pull the curtain back i mean just tell them that i know what's going on and it's so sad to me and it, it's really kind of disgusting like i'm not gonna get into a full rage as i usually do on the regular podcast because this is a special party but <laughs> how appalling to treat people that in that manner just oh it really i mean you you said Corey that you really you know you definitely are speaking up and speaking out about and giving us an inside look at what happened here but you said kind of earlier in the episode that you there were you were grateful or maybe you, I don't want to pass through, I don't want to you know kind of paraphrase for you but you said there are parts about this that that was that it was a good experience and I kind of want to know from you what what you took away that was positive absolutely so yeah. I think one of the biggest things is uh one of the major key takeaways for me was uh, learning to speak up and advocate for myself. I've always been good at it, but in a situation where mm -hmm. I didn't necessarily have the power. Um, but in all mm -hmm. honesty, producer A and producer B, lifelong friends, like me and them uh -huh. together forever. And if I ever decide to do something else, like mm -hmm. they're going to be the people on it. Um, but yeah. it's been like, to overcome homelessness and then have the opportunity for a TV show and then have weight loss surgery. Once you get through homelessness, you get to this point of where you kind of start to lose hope because you have all these opportunities while you're homeless where it's like, well, maybe this will work out or maybe this will work out. And each one's a no. And for yeah. two years, it's not a matter of I'm a hard worker. I probably worked less at the end of my homelessness journey than I did at the beginning. Um, but uh, it comes down to luck, and I kind of equivocate the TV show to my overcoming homelessness as kind of the turnaround. Even though I got the apartment before, um, it was really kind of the finish on it. Impetus? Yeah. 
to like keep it going, keep it all. Yeah, going, going, it was going. like the sprinkles on top. Like with with the school stuff, like with the yeah, mm-hmm. okay. So like with the school stuff too. Um, at what point did you decide that you were going to apply to get back into school and you were committed to going back for the degree and all of that? Like, when did that come up for so you? So, in 2015, I had to drop out of school because I now know what I was dealing with, but I thought it was just depression then. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. there was I moved back home with my mom. That turned into a narcissistic abuse situation, which I'll talk about later. Uh, later in another video but uh, we then mm-hmm. ended up um sorry we ended up uh, fleeing that home um to become homeless mm-hmm. and uh, what was your question again mm-hmm. sorry i'm asking when did the the school like going back to school oh come it's about? always been ever since i left uh, i had to drop out of college it's always been my goal to go back to school and so once yeah. we got uh, yeah. into our apartment even while I was homeless I was always working towards school I had to start paying back my yeah. college loans to get them out of default um, about a year before mm-hmm. I actually went back to school and so to get mm-hmm. up to that point there was a lot of work that had got into it for a, before I even found stability um, and then mm, we yeah. got the apartment, we applied, and it was like, here we go. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. I mean, each of these things are such a huge deal to accomplish. And um, the fact that you've gotten all of these accomplishments and gotten to where you are, like, it really, I, I left your episode feeling really inspired. Like, mm. you know, I can go after and do the things I want to do because, like, Corey's so positive get you know getting to where he is and like I should I should have that same attitude you know and so I was I was so happy that they showed like they talked about how you you had this public speaking ink or you were speaking to the, your class or something um did they film yes, that um I gave a speech to Kenneth about uh, kind of my story with homelessness um and they filmed mm-hmm. that. That was actually on the same day of my dinner. Um, so we filmed that right before dinner. And then we got wow. immediately ready and went to dinner after. Okay. Got on. Um, I mean, I second everything Kate said. It, you're, you've got going on to, you know, just, just social media, just like, the the bare kind of minimum just checking about the support i must i imagine it must have been odd and kind of surreal when you said you were going through twitter and people had your name in their mouth or in their tweets it must be very odd and people giving you their opinion um from what i've seen um how bloody brilliant the majority of people are just such advocates for you and just how beautifully supported you go on and everyone we're gonna plug the shit out of Corey's stuff in a minute but um the youtube expose not only did it get so many views but the comments one after another i said this before but after another literally they're like you need your own show we need to get you back on tv you need your own youtube channel post constantly we need this we need that i mean everyone 
that's commenting just wanted more of you and wanted to hear your voice they just wanted to hear your voice and hear your story and it's so amazing that i want to know what you think of that and what's you said you had said you'd had kind of like a break from social media i mean what what are your plans with it Corey? because the people want you dude so to go back real quick to where you said they want to hear my voice one of the funniest things that i don't know if you've noticed it in this podcast i say a a lot after i speak like i'll be like that's uh or like just that uh at the end of things so imagine the show comes out and i'm just going through and then i get this uh, reddit (laughs) post about my speech impediment like why does he add uh to the end of everything and then i go to instagram and i open up my messages and i have a speech therapist just like hi Mm -hmm. i'm a speech therapist i don't know if you knew this (laughs) but i just want to let you know you have a speech impediment it's this She's like, most people aren't aware of it. And I was like, well, that's wonderful. I love this. 10 out of 10 would do it again. Um, But so when you say want to hear my voice, it's like the one thing I hear about my voice right now is fix the speech impediment. (laughs) We're working on it. No. Uh, you know what if i i was i thought you were gonna say that that speech therapist was like and i'm connected to a tlc show that would love to film our journey oh <laughs> um no they uh, uh that would be uh, no. wonderful <laughs> people would probably lose their mind at the episode um because i just don't know that i do it so that was probably one of the other funny thing positive things to come out of it um but yeah. in all reality i yeah. and in the episode i think they said um that me and my mom didn't get along um, I think that's what they mm. said, but they don't really talk about the fact that I was pretty much kept in a room and beaten for a year. Um, cause it was very depressing, very sad, um, before that's what led to me becoming homeless. Um, which when you look I at see. me, someone who's uh, five foot 11 and was 600 pounds, like how could that happen? Um, Mm -hmm. but I think that's because a lot of people Mm -hmm. don't understand what actual narcissistic abuse is. And I think that the Johnny Depp, the, Mm. um, court case has really brought into light maybe histrionic personality disorder. Um, but I still feel like a Mm -hmm. lot of people Mm -hmm. don't understand what narcissistic personality disorder truly is and what it's like to suffer from that abuse. Because the people who are the perpetrators of that abuse, uh, you can't diagnose them in order to be diagnosed. You have to be willing to be diagnosed so it has to impair them and so with me i escaped a narcissistic abuse situation um and the unraveling of that i also found out that i thought i was adhd Mm -hmm. for 10 years turns out we're bipolar which was like i see yeah that is so often misdiagnosed that Mm. that happened to me but in reverse yeah it's insane how and that's why it's Mm -hmm. like on ADHD meds for so long and when you couple the abuse on that it's like I was in a constant hypomanic Mm. state that I felt was my normal and that's why you kind of see this go-getter person um, Mm. because I was constantly hypomanic while filming Um, and so granted hypomania Mm. is just like 150% it's like natural Adderall for people it's not uh, it's not this crazy thing that people think it's like you're giving 150 percent this week next week you're giving 50 percent it's like you're just borrowing from future you the energy you need and that's the best way Mm. i can describe it we're now part of the mad eye moody gang but that's why i had to take a break because i had said that i was going to make this video kind of doing an update and then poof 
That's because I said that when I was hypomanic mm-hmm. and then very quickly found out that that's what that right. was. TikTok diagnosed me at and then uh, my therapist was like, yeah, that fits. And everyone since then has been like, uh, mm. yeah, we see it. Yeah, 100% clicks. Like uh, mm. going mm. through all the symptoms and everything, everyone's like, yeah, makes sense, hits. Uh, but yeah. that was the main reason I stepped away yeah. is just I became aware that I was not ADHD. I was bipolar. And it kind of took me down this journey and mm-hmm. unraveling the multitude of trauma um, from my mother, from my childhood, mm-hmm. and it was a lot of things that should have happened before the surgery. Um, but mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. surgery, it's, uh, I'm kind of happy that it happened when it did, cause it just the perfect time, but all that and trying to graduate, which we did graduate. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. What an achievement. Well but done. We dude. Have, That's amazing. Uh, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say that I'm, I'm glad you took a step back because that's so important to like take that time to yourself to really uncover what's going on and how you tick and, you know, good coping mechanisms for you. And there, there's so much with mental health that you need to really just kind of work out on your own before you're putting forth all of this social energy online and all that stuff. So um, I think that's a super healthy thing that you did to kind of just take a step back for a minute and just be like, yeah. okay, where's mm-hmm. like, and I live in a world oh, and it's so weird. Cause I'm going to say it and y'all are going to be like, absolutely not. And I don't say it for attention or to have y'all like, be like, no, like, I think I'm amazing. I think I'm wonderful. I think I'm great. I live in a world where I think that every single person hates me and is annoying me. And so it was also a big part mm-hmm. of the healing process when people were so positive, like, I'm like, I think hopefully it comes through, but it, it's also kind of that, uh, social media is a strange place for me because I have a lot of people who are like, uh, you're awesome. You're inspiring. And it's just like, for me, it's very difficult to take those compliments, but we've gotten a lot better at it. So mm. I'm hoping to have a consistent Good. Good. social media presence going forward. Um, but that's, yeah, you take your well, time. that's where we have the, yeah. When it Three happens, YouTube videos coming out. We made sure that they were filmed, edited, and ready to go before we ever yes. announced them. But this is the official announcement. Um, <gasps> yes! Exclusive! Okay, so go lucky. ahead. Pluggy. Plug, plug, plug. So yeah, we have a three-part series. This. The first part, just your update video. We talk about my partner mm-hmm. of a year and how amazing he is. <gasps> mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, we're oh, not going to reveal amazing. him, but we get to talk about it. Um, and okay. then, uh, okay. uh, the second one is about, uh, my experience with narcissistic abuse, how I survived and kind of what it is mm-hmm. because people hear the word narcissist and they're immediately turned off. And it's like, no, no, let's look at the DSM five. What am I actually talking about from a scientific perspective? Mm-hmm. Not that I'm a therapist or can diagnose, but I'm firsthand expert of it. And it took me a long time to even right. realize that that's what I had gone through. And once I realized it, it was like the mm-hmm. same as finding out I was hypomanic. It was like, oh, A, B, C, D, E, F, it all makes sense. And so mm-hmm. that's part two. Part three is just kind of the what's next, answering the next steps in the journey, um, eating habits, weight loss, all that. Oh, so oh, we need dates. It starts, I think, May 22nd or June 22nd. 
Perfect. Soon. Let's promote so the date the will shit be June twenty second. So y'all put yours out Monday. Um, I'll post that. Yeah. What date is that? Hang on, that's Monday's gonna be let's have a look. The twentieth. My calendar. It perf oh dude, that works perfectly. I was released yes. today, but then I was like, we'll just wait until next Wednesday. I figure Wednesday's a good day because that gives yeah, me the be weekend great. to F off and then still get it done by Monday or Tuesday. But everything's edited. Yep, you are everything's ready to go. Nice. Well, I, I know people are really, really eager to find out where you are now. And let's hang on. What is your, what's your um, channel called? So uh, everything's find you, Queen Phelps, Queen with a W, um, because that's how the gays okay, spell perfect. it. But I also, a W right. kind of looks like a crown, so. <laughs> so beautiful. So that is on, so obviously your YouTube channel, your Instagram, Every, TikTok, uh, Instagram, where else can TikTok, we find TikTok. Uh, I have little presence on Facebook, but mainly Instagram and mm -hmm. TikTok and YouTube. That's amazing. Okay, so that is going to be June the 22nd. We're going to get the first part of three-part series from Corey on his YouTube channel. Go and follow him on Instagram, follow him on TikTok, follow him and subscribe on YouTube, leave feedback, like, do everything because this man is worth everything and especially that crown that's in his name and on his head right now. You are, this has been a joy. Corey, this is, Kate and I were giddy at the beginning and I think I'm even giddy well, now. God. It's uh, <laughs> honestly and truly when I I was sitting in bed at night talking with my partner and all of a sudden I just hear ding 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 and it's cuz y'all had posted the TikTok and I was like what uh... is going on so I pulled up my phone and I was like uh, oh and so I checked it out the next day and I was like I love these two women they're wonderful one I'm such a feminists like mm. from behind the scenes like women empowerment all my heroes mm -hmm. are heroes um and just hearing y'all but yes. also the fact that y'all took the time to look at my perspective and actually take that into consideration because mm -hmm. a lot of people hear that disgruntled he's just angry at them and it's like no i actually had such a good time and me and tlc have no issues me and the production company at each other's good. throats good Mm, mm. yep well that that's what we're interested in here yeah. you know like we're we're watching these shows and trying to dig into what we're not seeing like you said so exactly I mean, thank the whole you so of much for all you shared yeah you have you've been really really open and really really honest and that is it's it's a very very hard thing to do so thank you Corey, so 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 much and um, we can't wait to get this out to everyone people are just gonna go bananas and you know what i'm gonna see if britney will listen let's have a campaign they saved her we can get her to be friends with Corey. let's make look, it look if you happen, want people. to pay for my medical bill when i go into cardiac arrest because i get a message from britney <laughs> Oh, well, yeah. You can put that. That's true. That's true. I'll call Doctor. Don't worry. I'll get in touch with Doctor Proctor and just see uh, see if how he can help. And I'll get rid of his voice <laughs> as well. Um, anyway. <laughs> so, Corey, you've been a great guest. Listen, it's been wonderful. Um, 
anything, any parting words you'd like to uh, give to all of your fans? Because I do use the word fans because you have fans that are listening to this right now. So any kind of parting words you want to regale uh, um, I mean, regale the biggest with? thing is that I look at everything that's said and even if I'm not responding, I'm watching. Um, it's a lot to try to respond Good. to the amount of love that I've gotten from everyone. Um, but I definitely receive mm. it all and I see it all and I thank everyone for it because it was a... Even though you see me on the show and I'm this loud, boisterous person, I'm actually extremely shy in person. And so just to Mm -hmm. feel that amount of acceptance and love from a community that I didn't know existed, um, it was really life-changing to me. It was more therapeutic than therapy in some ways because it reaffirmed the things Mm -hmm. I thought about myself compared with the way I felt other people thought about me. So just thank you all for giving me the sense that maybe I can go and be my public self and not be constantly worried that people Mm -hmm. aren't going to like me. Ah, you absolutely can. You're a doll. You are dreamy, dreamy, (laughs) dreamy. So um, we are now, I've fallen in love again today. See, I hadn't fallen in love yet. And then I just fell in love with Corey Phelps. I'm McDreamy, (laughs) then that makes Dr. Proctor McSteamy. Yeah, Doctor we can all agree with that. Proctor. I think I'm going to go and stalk. Has he got Instagram? I think I might go and stalk him. But I don't want to see his wife. Obviously. She's there. Oh anyway, <laughs> we are going to wrap this up. Everyone, once again, go and follow Corey everywhere. Thank you so much for listening. Corey, the biggest thanks to you. You have so much success in front of you. It's happening now and it will continue to happen, well, my love. You. We can and all thank see you all for having me. And thank you all for just being bad bitches. Thank you. It's Thank been you. a dream. <laughs> you know, I can't even believe it. Oh my god. Um, I'm, I'm stronger than yesterday. I have to have um, every single person Kate. listen to Britney Spears uh, sometimes, or she's like, my loneliness uh, is killing me. And then I have to have them go to Stronger, where it's like, my loneliness ain't killing me no more. And it's like, y'all oh, thought she wasn't a poet. Beautiful. The oh, journey. The journey. Well, um, I'm sure Kate's going to go and get her old CD player out and listen <laughs> to some Britney. I'm going to drink wine and look after um, my friend's cat. Um, Corey, what have um, you got honestly, planned for truly, I'm going to go hang out with my partner, who I love and adore. And uh, maybe at some point y'all will get a boyfriend <gasps> reveal. Crazy. I can promise you one thing: he's hotter than Doctor Proctor. <gasps> oh, I, oh well, I'm, well, I, love I fancy that for him. You. So I, I already that. fancy him, and I'm so happy for you. It sounds like a fantastic relationship. You are a dreamboat, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. It's been wonderful, and there's going to be more of this and a hell of a lot more from Corey. Thank you, guys. Bye. 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 Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.